Assalamualaikum Afila. How are you today? Alaikum salam. I'm doing good. Alhamdulillah. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today to share with us this incredible app that you've created. Yeah, alhamdulillah. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so just to give uh, people a little background, um, Akila taught uh, Quran to um, kids and then she came up with this great idea to uh, sort of this kind of story. I'll let her explain it more. But this story eventually evolved into an app um, and it became a teaching method that she created uh, for kids to learn the Quran. So Akila, please, let's start with um, how you began teaching uh, Quran. Yeah, sure. Um, it all started um, in my first year of college. Um, uh, at that time, I was in Orlando um, mm -hmm. and I was um, in my first year of college. I was I was staying with um, my uncle um, and I really was just teaching um, that my two little cousins that I was staying with um, Quran. It was just something that uh, I was just helping them out with. Mm -hmm. um, but very quickly, uh, that led to more and more people asking me to uh, teach their kids. Um, so that's kind of how, how it all started. Um, I was just uh, teaching kids uh, Quran and um, eventually uh, I found myself with with the method that uh, mm -hmm. that uh, that evolved in Alhamdulillah, and and the end, uh, that's how I turned it into an app. That's so great. And at the time you were uh, in college, as you said, what were you studying? Yeah, uh, I um, I I did um, end up uh, studying uh, in the University of Central Florida, uh, mm -hmm. where I uh, where I obtained my bachelor's degree in psychology. Um, however, I have to say, um, I never, I never planned on, on that. It, it, my passion had always been, and still is, uh, in digital media, um, uh, since high school, I was, I was always making videos and whatnot. And, um, even when I started college, I did, uh, start off with that, um, uh, major. However, uh, I wasn't really happy with, uh, with, uh, the program that was offered at my school. And so... For that reason, I decided to uh, take psychology um, because I felt like it was a good base. Uh, mm. And then, inshallah, one day when I do my postgraduate, it would be something in the in the digital media field or even uh, marketing. But I just felt like psychology was a, a good base for whatever I decide to do. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to branch out of uh, psychology? Why did you feel that was a good base for um, what you were going to uh, pursue further in the future? So um, I felt like psychology was uh, a good base because um, it, 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 it helped me, it, it helps, I feel like it helps in um, dealing with people. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and at that, I was very passionate about making a change in the world. And as much yeah. as I wanted to make an impact uh, using the media, Mind you, I never planned on on creating a Quran app. That was that was that was that was the big uh, that was an interesting story along the way. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I just uh, I just thought that psychology, since of course I was enjoying my dis uh, discussion classes, and that's why I, I chose psychology for mm -hmm. uh, one, one. That was a big part of it. But I also thought that it would come in handy, inshallah, in the future because. Um, I felt like it would help me um, obtain like 
good communication skills yeah. and dealing with people and understanding how you know human the human mind works and stuff yeah um so moving on from that to you teaching your cousin's quran um was this something that you uh were asked to do or why did you start this it's it's actually kind of funny um i was just teaching them because um i was uh i was i was staying with my aunt and uncle and one mm -hmm. request that they asked for is for me to uh, help them out with with their quran and mm -hmm. you know it's something that something that was um i felt like i, I was kind of good at it i mean I, I i wasn't i never had any experience in teaching at that time but um it was just something that uh, was kind of easy for me like you know quran reading and stuff and so yeah. they they just they just wanted uh, my assistance with that but it's funny because slowly slowly people around the community heard that i'm that i'm you know they saw that i'm teaching and they they heard they heard uh, about spread. this uh, yeah the word spread we, it was a small like it was a small uh, tight-knit community mm -hmm. um and uh, there was a lot of demand for this and so it eventually became my part-time job and um and after i graduated it became my full-time job i, wow. I was literally I, I was literally um working um every day sometimes even on the weekends and my my weekdays timings were literally from 9 a.m to 9 p.m most of the time that's so amazing very very busy yeah yeah how did you learn um i actually uh i have to say i i got a lot of the I got a good foundation uh, uh, back when I was living in New York. Uh, mm -hmm. I attended I attended um, a really good institute uh, called Tawheed Institute, um, uh, run by Brother Hassanin Rajab Ali, and uh, he instilled a lot of um, a lot of love for Quran and uh, um, a lot of uh, uh, we we actually um, had had even though I was quite young at the time. Um, mm -hmm. We had, as a family, we had uh, memorized so many surahs from the Quran, and not just like the short ones, a lot of the mm -hmm. longer ones. So he helped us uh, build a lot of um, passion and love for the Quran. So I, I, I give him a lot of credit, That's and of beautiful. course my family too. Mm -hmm. And having that strong uh, base and foundation helped you to get to where you are right now, which is uh, truly beautiful. Um, yeah. So let's talk about this method that you're using. Uh, when you first started teaching your cousins, was there something in particular? Or did you teach uh, in the normal way that is uh, usually taught? Yeah, it's 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 interesting because um, when when I did first start, um, I didn't really have any special way to teach. I mm -hmm. was really just um, uh, really just teaching children um, uh, how I was taught and. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, eventually when I started teaching, um, you know, uh, kids of different ages, um, so obviously the um, younger, younger children, um, you know, who, who needed to learn their uh, alphabets, um, what, an interesting thing uh, uh, of how it, how it all kind of started uh, in terms of my method was mm -hmm. uh, when I'm teaching, when I would teach a child um, the, 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 the letters, and so I would start with I start with something that I was literally taught that like boat letters are the ba, ta, and sa of the mm -hmm. alphabet, right? So I just kind of started from there and I would draw a little on my whiteboard, I would draw a little blue squiggly line to denote the water. And um, I would draw the ba, ta, and sa, and I would tell the child, look, these are boats on the water. And there is, this one um, has 
but this one is called ba because it has one on the ba ba bottom but mm -hmm. ta has two on top and fa has three so mm -hmm. right away right away this uh, like this is just like like I said, it was it was how I was taught. These are bolt letters. I just kind of like made it a little bit more fun for the kids and and you know um, so that they would see the letter as a um, as a character and like as a you know as a as a as a fun component to a, a little story that I actually that actually started from there. And um, um, so when teaching more letters uh, after that, um, I came up with. Slowly, slowly, I just started coming up with more and more characters to add on to the story. So I was like, okay, on the same water, let's let's draw some alligators. And um, do you remember what the alligators were, Sister Fatima? <laughs> um, if I can remember correctly, it was the... Uh, right? No, the, it was the, the, the one that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly right. So, 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 for example, Jim Han Ha, I would say, mm -hmm. are the alligators, and it was kind of funny because um, I am teaching kids at that time. I was teaching kids in Florida, and and Florida is known for alligators. So, so that, that was another way that kids could easily relate to it. Mm -hmm. They know exactly um, to beware of the alligators. So, the Jim Han Ha, I would call them the alligators. The top of the letter, you know, looks like. The, an alligator's mouth and mm -hmm. so I would say Jim has a ja, ja, jelly in his belly a jellyfish in his belly but Ha doesn't have any so he's so hungry and Ha is trying to catch the fish so he and he says ha. so just just like that I don't even know how but alhamdulillah like slowly slowly like things just came to my mind and they just fit in very well with the story that I had started from mm -hmm. the boat um, you know, because it it's it eventually became a really nice complete picture. You know, after yeah. the gym, after the alligators, um, I came up with the snakes. You know, do you remember which ones were the snakes? Oh, it has to be seen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I, so basically, I just draw the scene, mm -hmm. and I would tell the child that this is a snake that's hissing so loud, and so his brother has to tell him to be quiet three times. Sheen, you know, mm -hmm. so you can imagine uh, what, when teaching this to a child, it's very different from just, um, you know, um, showing them flashcards of these letters and say, this is seen, this is sheen, like, you know, that's like, kind of like as if you're expecting them to cram the letters right now, the oh way, God, the way, pushed, yeah. yeah, the way it was, so the way it was happening is that um, now when they see the letters, they're actually like, seeing a fun character that that we have um you know that we that we have um uh, talked about uh, in our lessons and so it was it was it was very it, it was very fun for the child um and and children as young as age two were picking it up super fast you know mm -hmm. and i imagine even uh adults who don't who weren't taught arabic very well when they were younger i think this is a method that could help them as well because it's something that you remember Exactly. And that's the beauty of it is that it, it, it helped you to, it helps the children to have a very good foundation and mm -hmm. never uh, mix up letters. And, um, and so, yeah, it was, it was really just how that all came together, um, which is, which is uh, how the, like the method evolved. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, like in the end, I, I wanted to do something with it. And um, I, I think today, you... I yeah, alhamdulillah. 
Sorry, I think I cut you off. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Um, you sent us this uh, clip of the actual uh, game so that people can just uh, have a look at and visually see what we were what you're talking about. Um, if you want to walk us through the clip, we can give it a quick share. Yeah. Um, so the the little the little a program designed for children to learn how to read. There you go. Yeah. No, that that's okay. So the little characters that I was talking about, you can you can see uh, mm. a preview of the little boat. That's actually Tan and this, the snake and the alligators. Yeah, there's so many actually. Um, but but and that's actually just um like one of the levels in the app. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's um it was quite an interesting journey um creating this. Um, and this is just like some previews of of other levels within the app. Mm -hmm. Um, we can give it. And yeah, and this what you see right now is actually there's there was actually a uh, treasure map um, that that the users are shown in the beginning, um, and that basically um, um, basically shows the steps that are needed to take in order to get to the treasure, which is the Quran. So there's actually eight levels, eight levels in total, and um, the the eighth level being the Quran itself. So. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, um, there's a lot of games and and um, activities in in these levels, but of course there's also like a learning side to it, um, and yeah, that's kind of what the app looks like. Um, that's amazing. Um, and we saw a bit of the levels. Was when you were actually teaching the kids, uh, was the teaching method to was it actually did, like did you plan it in terms of levels? at the time yeah um definitely i would teach um children um starting from the letters and then and then transitioning to the joining and then the vowels mm -hmm. and, and so on and so forth uh but of course like when 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 transitioning when uh turning this whole thing into a, into an app there was a lot more thinking that i had to you know i had to that that was that was needed for me um, in terms of how to visualize everything and how to make everything um, related and connected and you know have a better flow. It mm -hmm. has to it has to be it has to be in a way where the you know because when I'm teaching I'm basically directing the 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 lesson to the child. Um, mm -hmm. But but when 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 turning it into an app the the child or you know the user has to direct that learning on himself you know so there was a lot a lot to consider when when figuring out how to go about it it wasn't just it wasn't just um taking all my information and putting it on you know on this uh, on this app and you know it it was a lot of a lot of thinking of how the how the child would be motivated to keep learning uh on his his or her own uh using the app if that makes sense and did you um so how long did you take to really create the method and then also uh so instead of saying method we'll say story because it is a story right um so how long did yeah. it take you to pull together that whole story and to um get the idea of making it into an app yeah um actually since uh the i was teaching for about five years and i would say the like the uh, three to four years um is is how long it took for the entire 
you know the story and the method to evolve into mm -hmm. into um, the into the end result, and yeah. of course of course along the way when um, seeing seeing how much the children that I was working with were benefiting and how much the parents were um, parents were happy with with their children's progress, mm -hmm. um, they a lot of a lot of people encouraged me to do something with it, which is why um, which is why I made the decision to to turn it into an app. So um, that whole process of development um, um, took over a year of, of uh, working very, very, um, very, very uh, consistently every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and till today, we, we're, we're not done. We're still, we're, even though it's launched, Alhamdulillah, um, we are still working every single day, um, like on future updates and just trying to always make it a, a better better and better each day you know we do also take people's feedback and try to incorporate into the app so um the work it's still a work in progress yeah but there's uh, a lot of progress that's been done um and yeah. to do this all within about a year um from having this method put together and everything you how did you go about the process of actually creating the app i think that's very interesting for people to hear yeah. Um, so, like I said, a lot of a lot of uh, the process was was just thinking. Like I was saying earlier, thinking of how to uh, transition from like from just a teaching method where I am directing the learning to to this whole um, this whole notion of of the child actually like you know navigating through the app and learning by you know learning through through these fun and games that we had set up for them and. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it was a lot of a lot of um, planning in terms of, uh, of in terms of laying out each and every um, each and every screen and planning out the the whole flow of the app. Um, you know, I was I was basically trying to. I, I initially started off by creating a storyboard where mm -hmm. I am actually where I would actually like draw out the main levels. For, for for my developer to to actually get a sense of of, of how it's supposed to work um, as well as um, as well as having a motive for the for the user you know mm -hmm. um, there there has to be there has to be something that the, the the child is working towards and at the same time like motivated to do so so you know the, that's why we came up with this concept of uh, treasure island concept where you are trying to unlock this great treasure which mm -hmm. is the quran which is the final level as well so along you know we decided to create um each level so each level on the map is um teaches different different rules and um different um lessons of that lead up to actually being able to read the quran mm -hmm. um and and along the way there's um there's a lot of uh, uh, gems and and uh, coins that can be earned, you know. So this this just um, this was this was probably a big part of the the planning process is deciding how to set up that that plan of um, so that it can be a successful way for the ch for children to learn. Mm -hmm. It's basically like the child the child is learning on his own, you know. Yeah. There's no teacher anymore, you know. It's just him and or her in the game. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And were so, you were you hand drawing everything initially? Yeah. Uh, initially, uh, just until until the until the developer that I was working with, as well as the artist that I was working with, until they mm -hmm. got the hang of like this the the 
the art style that I'm going for and and and, and until they understood this whole concept it mm-hmm. is it is a little a little it, it was yeah like it was a bit of a strange concept for initially for my developers um even though they they were muslim um which was one of my requirements when mm-hmm. i was looking for a development i wanted them to at least understand like the arabic um, language and the alphabets and whatnot but mm-hmm. you know no one has ever seen um that you know to turn each each uh, letter of the alphabet to a, a character or an animal or anything mm-hmm. of that sort so so once they once they understood that process, then I didn't have to draw as much. But in the beginning, I was I was I, I mean I'm not even a good artist, uh, <laughs> but I was I was uh, just trying to do rough sketches, finding Google images, and like you know trying to show them okay this is what I want, and um, you know this this gave them an idea, and there was a lot of back and forth. I mean, mm-hmm. there, it took a lot of like a lot of uh, redos and stuff in the beginning uh, for for you know for different different things that they were. Um, designing for me and developing for me but uh, alhamdulillah once they got the hang of it and they understood what where I'm getting at and what I'm looking for mm-hmm. uh, that in that way that actually um, got easier along the way but yeah it, it was definitely a very very uh, big project um, and uh, it was it, it was it was challenging I'm glad that part is over <laughs> um, I feel like the hardest is over, but um, but yeah, there's so much more that we are still trying to to do in mm-hmm. in terms of you know in terms of improving the app. But alhamdulillah, the main stuff looks is pretty much um, completed. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, that's really good. Alhamdulillah. Um, and you had to so while they were working on all those components, you got everything together. Um, they got the hang of the drawings and the characters. Were you getting uh, the sound? And how did you do that? What was the process like? Oh, you mean like the the audio files within yeah. the app? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that actually, because um, <laughs> I I did I did want to mention uh, uh, earlier uh, about that is that in so level one like you know how level one is actually um, entitled uh, animal alphabets and mm-hmm. so and so. Uh, the each just like how I was saying each character is um, rep, each letter is represented by a character um, I, those audios specifically so they you know each 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 uh, character has its own audio and stuff and what's interesting is that for those audios specifically I actually um, um, had my students that I was working with the same students that where that I was working with while this whole method was evolving. So, mm-hmm. so the, the students that like, like that were, that I was working with back in Orlando. Yeah. Um, so they, they actually like each took on a different letter and they, they uh, recorded, I record, uh, I had them record the audio for me. Um, and that's actually what's used in the app in terms of level one. But um, the, the whole rest of it, uh, which is basically like instructions, instructional mm-hmm. audio and, um, it's a lot of audio files, um, mm-hmm. probably five, uh, 600 to 800 fi- audio files, wow. you know, because it's a huge app with lots yeah. of levels. But that um, basically, uh, I did most of it on my own from like, like a home studio setup mm-hmm. that I, I did. Um, but yeah, I created, I, uh, I did all the audio on my own. And um, there was a few things such as like some um, some like the intro song and uh, mm-hmm. and some of those more some of those uh, more uh, advanced audio files that uh, I actually went to a professional studio for and recorded mm-hmm. it there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
Yeah, but that's, uh, it's interesting to hear the process of, you know, having an idea and actually following it through. I think a lot of people will have ideas and just write a couple of things down and be like, yeah, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's amazing yeah. to see that you followed through with it, even though it was challenging. What was the most challenging part of it all? Okay. So most challenging, there's so many challenges, but um, probably one of the, one of the biggest ones was just staying focused um, mm-hmm. with the project so big. Um, it was very, very uh challenging to just stay on track um I I still remember um you know even in the beginning of the process all throughout the process like this the enormity of this project um was just like scaring me so much and I I I felt like quitting lots of times you know I just felt like I don't even know where to start this is like this taking so long I I can't do this like you know but it really really helped me um number one, to have uh, a support system. And I have to say my husband, Alhamdulillah, supported me so much along the way. Uh, he really believed in this and stuff. So that was that 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 was huge for me. And um, of course, working bit by bit each day, uh, um, Alhamdulillah, is, is what got me to finally, finally complete uh, mm-hmm. the project. Um, but yeah, the, that staying focused was probably the most challenging, you know, yeah, and what do you suggest uh, for someone who is um, taking over something, you know, a, a project of this size? I don't think people realize how big this is um, and how much effort and time and work it took to get from point A to point B. Um, so what advice do you have for someone who's going to take on a project of this uh, enormity? Um my advice is that if first of all they should only they should only take on a project if they really believe in it and if they really have um, like passion for it you know it's all about the passion because passion is what fuels you to keep working um and of course like i said earlier it's it's very very important uh in addition to uh, having the passion very important to have uh, like people around you who will support you, positive energy and things of that sort. You know, if you have someone who's saying, oh, this is crazy what you're doing and you're never going to, you know, that's not going to, that's not going to work for you, you know, like to hear those kinds of negativities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would advise, um, I, I mean, I advise myself first uh, mm-hmm. before the other, before my listeners, but um, yeah, to just basically, um surround yourself with 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 uh with positive energies and mm-hmm. and people who really believe in the cause that you're working towards yeah and will push you yeah um and the most rewarding part have you seen the most rewarding part yet or are you still looking forward to that oh yeah i have to say um it was since i was tutoring children mm-hmm. um is is where i found that it was so rewarding um, you know, just the fact that um, that I can I can teach a child as young as age two uh, how to read Quran and seeing how much they can develop so much love for for learning Quran, which was so rewarding for me because I can see how uh, how how much like they're enjoying that they're enjoying the learning so much, and that was that was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now now that I've transitioned to um, to to the app. Um, uh, it's it's always nice to 
to hear positive feedback from parents who, who tell me how much their child is benefiting from the app. You know, some, sometimes I even hear uh, parents who, who tell me that their child is actually begging them to, to play the game. And so that's very rewarding for me because, yeah. you know, when I was young, no one was begging to learn Quran. You know, it was mm-hmm. just one of those things it was just one of those things that was it was hard for it's hard for us to to read and um act, you know it's a foreign language for mm-hmm. for most americans you know so that's the part that's so rewarding that it can be that learning can be fun now what skills does um a kid at age 2 need in order to, for this uh, app to be able to teach them um, I used to just require that, um, especially when I was teaching kids um, mm-hmm. in person and even for the app, actually, um, just as long as the child knows how to communicate and understand um, and understand how, English, basically, because it's there, it's it, it is an app and a method designed for English speaking children. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of instructions and ta- um, audio all the audio is, is, is explained in English. Mm-hmm. So as long as they understand that, uh, they, can, they can learn a lot. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's really good to hear because you have uh, kids who speak English who don't necessarily speak Arabic like you were saying earlier. So it's something that will allow them to learn Arabic in order to begin reading the Quran. Yeah. When did you launch? Uh, we actually launched exactly nine months ago on January 26th. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So that that's when we alhamdulillah finally launched. Mm-hmm. It's also it's also the time when when I uh, when I tra- when I transitioned from teaching back in Orlando, Florida, to to now just switching my focus to um, managing the app. Because mm-hmm. now I live, that's, that's all. January was also the month when I moved out of Orlando, Florida. I'm now here in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was, it was, it was nice that in that way, it was nice that um, it all happened at the same time. Um, but, but yeah, we launched um, 10 months ago. So January, so 26th is a very special number. <laughs> Yep. Today being October 26th as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I am 26 years old. Wow. I'm born, I'm born on the 26th too. Interesting. <laughs> um, how do you suggest someone uh, really put in their time and effort to work towards what they believe in? Sorry, could you repeat that? Um, how do you, what advice do you give to someone so that they can really put all of their energy and effort towards something that they really believe in? Um, my advice for that person is to, um, obviously, if that's something that they're passionate about, mm-hmm. then, then, then they should, they should um, keep working towards um, whatever it is that is their goal. Um, in life um, to to continue to work towards it even if it's just a little bit um, where even if they feel like they're not uh, making much progress mm-hmm. if as long as they work bit by bit towards their goal um, and try to stay as focused as they can uh, I think that that's that that's a huge thing um, a, a very um, a very interesting um, 
thing that helps me a lot is is um, you know this quote where success comes be- comes before work only in the dictionary, you know. <laughs> so if you have to work at it and you have to you have to um, obviously like I said it, it really helps to have people around you that can can motivate you and mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's it's just about working you don't have to you don't have to achieve a lot in a day but if you achieve something it's it's much better than nothing. So mm-hmm. as long as you, as long as you um, are able to do that, I, I think that um, by continuously doing so, you will reach your goals. And if someone doesn't have that type of a support system, because sometimes you um, go on to do something and you don't have that widespread support around you, what do you suggest that person does? Um, well, it, it can be difficult if you're around um, negative energy, um, mm-hmm. but sometimes the only way around that, if you don't have access to um, a good support system, is to kind of like ignore the negativity and um, and to trust in yourself and um, and ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for 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 help and to guide you. You know, if it's a noble um, if it's a noble intention that you have and and a good, um, a good thing that you're trying to work towards, then you will achieve it, inshallah, if you stay focused and mm-hmm. and um, and have have faith in yourself and have trust in Allah to help you achieve it, inshallah. Thank you so much uh, for your time today. Um, before we leave, your final piece of advice. What do you want to leave our listeners with today? Um. My final piece of advice uh, would probably be um, find your passion. <laughs> I might have said this a lot of times, but um, find your passion, set goals, and work towards achieving it no matter what. Because like I said, um, the passion is what fuels you to work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's I, I have to say that's, that's how I... Um, that's one of the main ways that I have alhamdulillah achieved uh, this this um, this alhamdulillah managed to uh, launch this app Um, but of course I could not have done it with the support uh, Mm -hmm. from my husband especially and um, and of course um, so much so much guidance and help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so alhamdulillah thank you so much for giving us your time um, and your energy today. <laughs> um, and thank you yeah, for sharing you. your story with us. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, and we'll let people know exactly how to reach out to you if they uh, need to later on. We're going to uh, tag Akila in our posts on Facebook as well. So you, uh, if you're interested in the app or in speaking to her about any of her experiences, you can reach out to her through there. Inshallah. Uh, before we come to the complete end of our show, we just want to let you guys know that there are more details about Umoja Games 2020 to be held in Richmond, Virginia on July 3rd to 5th. Um, and they were going to be released in a very short time. So this includes a, a few new and exciting features that uh, the games have to offer. 